we're putting God first and believing that he's going to help us accomplish our impossible goals. I'm Melody Bateman. I'm a running coach, and I believe in letting the real you out. I'm Tracy Robbins King, and I'm a creation coach. I am enthusiastic about helping people make incremental progress. And we're three peas in pod as we're entrepreneurs, runners, and podcasters. So there's going to be a lot of nerding out. Episodes drop Monday. Woo woo. Welcome to the 52 Weeks Podcast. You got Melody, Tracy, and Steph in the his house this morning. <laughs> so to get started, you guys, tell me about your goals for the week and the lessons you learned. All right, I'll go first. So um, my goals for this past week were to solo cast for at least 15 minutes. I think Steph kind of set a floor for me. She's like set a timer. So I did it right before this call and I did it and it was actually really good. And I just need to keep at that. So I'm going to keep at that, trying to set a timer and keep on going with the solo casting and do 15, 10 to 15 minutes a day and see if I can make it happen. So do you feel like that helped. Yeah. Breaking it down is always helpful. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was a really good insight from you, Steph. So thanks for saying that. And that helped me to get it done instead of just being like, oh, it's this big overwhelming task. It's like, how can you break it down into bite-sized pieces? Mm-hmm. Again, that is a principle of truth. We need to make things smaller for them to be doable sometimes, especially things that intimidate us. And then the other, uh, the other um, thing I had done was creating boundaries this past week, of course, was to create boundaries with our phone. And I did. I created some pretty strong boundaries, actually. So when I'm working, I'm going to power down my phone. And I've been... What I did do that you need to power down? Do you turn it like off? I turn on my phone. Okay. Yeah. Turn on my phone. And I, I honestly, I would like to be able to do it in like two to four hour bits, right? Where I'm not getting on. I also deleted Marco Polo off my phone. The reason why I did that is because I realized it was one of the biggest places I was spending my time. And that I was going to Marco Polo rather than going to God. And so I was like, okay, I need to, I need to start like creating better boundaries with that as well. And so I was like, where's Tracy? I know. It's so quiet. Yeah, I actually and I was yeah, so I haven't done a lot with Marco Polo this week. And I also deleted Boxer. Just like, because they're kind of where I go to on my phone. Like when I'm bored, I go to Marco Polo, I go to Voxer and I think I need to be better at sitting in boredom and not expecting myself to have, and maybe even like to just, this sounds, this sounds interesting. Now here's the controversy is where does the, like, anyway, we can talk about this later, but just the controversy of like relationships I'm maintaining healthy boundaries because I feel like I'm not as connected to you two and I'm not Marco Poloing, but when I am, I feel more connected, but that's an interesting thing. So it's kind of an interesting, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out like where, 
or like setting upside time. So I also was like, I'm going to encapsulate things. So I'm going to do things at a certain time. Like, Oh, I need to do all these things on my phone. I can literally keep a list. And then when I open my phone up, I can do all those things so that I stay focused instead of letting it be a tool of creation and a tool of communication, instead of it being something that controls me and Beck's bed, like this beck and call, go do this, go do this, go do this. It's like, these are the priorities when I actually use my phone. So those are my uh, takeaways. And honestly, I had like a really um, uncomfortable experience letting go of my, I I stayed off my phone for 33 hours and 30 minutes. And I did, I did the national day of unplugging on Thursday and I stayed off of it from 1030 on Wednesday night or was that Friday? It was Friday. So Thursday night, I got off my phone at 1030, Cam turned it off and didn't open it up until Friday morning at 8 a.m. And so I went like a, that many hours without it. And it was a fascinating experience. So I'll talk about that later on. But um, those are some of the lessons and how I'm doing on my goals. Whoa, Tracy, you really took that challenge seriously. Way to go. So it sounds like you're just trying to find that balance now of like, okay, I got off my phone. Like now where do I find a healthy balance of maybe technology can be a good thing too. And like, how do you implement the good parts of it and get rid of the bad parts of it? Yeah. I think it's more about agency, right? Like, are you the agent with your phone or is your phone controlling you? Yeah. Right. Um, Question for you. Do you have your notifications on, on those apps? Um, so no, I don't have my notifications. So you already on didn't have Boxer. I don't use like I don't know to let them send me notifications. And I, there are yeah. So there's no push notifications. Yeah, because I don't even have notifications on my texts. The only thing I have notification on is my work email and my phone. And so, like, I'll forget about Marco Polo unless I'm driving, right? And. I think that sometimes it's nice to have that, even with texts where I'm like, oh. And I know that I've had friends before that they're like, why is your phone always on? I got in a fight with a friend because she's like, your phone's always on do not disturb. And I'm like, well, but at work, it's usually on do not disturb if I am like in a podcast and I just leave it on. But I'm, I really like not having the notifications because then you just don't get distracted. See, that, that's just crazy to me because... I just think it's crazy that anybody anytime from anywhere can just contact you. And I think if anybody expects anyone to just answer their phone or respond to a text immediately, that's a ridiculous expectation. That that drives me crazy. I actually, this is something I need to work on, but, and I don't want this to like keep you guys from ever calling me or reaching out to me. That's why I really like Marco Polo because I don't feel pressure to like respond immediately. But sometimes when people text me and a lot of times when people call me, I see it and I get angry. I'm like, I can't answer right now. And then I get all stressed and then I'm like, oh man, now I got to call him back. And it's like this. Anyways, that's something that I need to work on. That's my own personal problem. But anyways. I also think that some things I've learned with Marco Polo, Marco Polo is appropriate for things you don't need an instant response on, but you need to be the discerner of when it's appropriate to call a friend versus when it's appropriate to be on Marco Polo. So for me, I've discovered that I sometimes use Marco Polo when I should be calling them directly and actually having a conversation. Now, I actually think you're really good at that. I really feel like you're good at knowing when it's time to have a conversation versus when it's time to jump on Marco Polo and just share your thoughts about something. 
Thank you. I do feel like when things get like really, like really personal, I'm like, I feel like this, this calls for like richer communication, you know? So yeah, I guess it's all about just finding the balance with everything. Right. Totally. So Steph, what, how did you do with your goals and what did you learn this week? So my big goal was to, so February, I didn't make a plan. Right. And because I didn't make a plan, I didn't really do my daily habits, you know, and that whole thing, a goal without a plan is just a a wish or whatever. Um, so I sat down and I was like, and I did this on Saturdays. There were only like, I had already used five days of the month, you know, but I was like, what do I really want to accomplish in March? What are my floors? What are my ceilings? And then you guys, I automated a ton of stuff. So with iPhone, there is this app that you can get. And I did a reel about this. I just have to post it. Um, I need to add my audio and post it. But it's this called the Shortcuts app. And it's so cool because you can automate it um, to do things. So um, one of my habits is to make my bed. And as I'm making my bed, listen to my affirmations. Well, I was able to automate it to where I say like, hey, Siri, like... Oh, no, Siri's doing it. Um, morning routine or whatever. And then you could put in text. So I was like, okay, instead of, I'm just breaking it down even more simpler, more simply so that I like actually do stuff. So instead of going to an app and pushing play, you can tell Siri what to say. So it's like, Steph, you are strong. You're amazing. So she'll tell me all my affirmations and then she'll tell me what day it is. Cause I always like knowing the day, right? And then if it's a work day, she'll say it's a 35 minute commute to like my work. And then she will automatically play um, the so you can set it up with a podcast. So I have it with um, the general conference talks and you can do it with like scriptures, whatever's a podcast, right? Like you can automatically play. And the reason I like it on my phone is because then if I'm going for a walk or a run, it's automatically playing for me. And it's amazing. That's awesome. So, and then you can set it where like certain apps will come on your phone at certain times, right? So to do my interval, there's an interval timer. And I was just thinking how, um, and maybe I'm just a nerd with this, but I remember when I was younger, my mom would always have us listen to audiobooks. And the original Cheaper by the Dozen, I loved that book. And it's different than the movie in the sense that the dad, he worked for, he would go into factories and he would like work on how to automate stuff and make it faster. And so he's always timing his kids of how fast can you wash your teeth, brush your teeth? How fast can you wash your face? You know, and he would time them and get faster and faster. And so I just sort of love automating the, the simple things in life. So. I think that's so awesome. I also think that is so Steph. I also think that sounds really complicated. (laughs) For me, I'm like, that overwhelms me to try to automate everything. But I'm sure once you get it all set up and it just becomes a habit, that is amazing. That's what um, Greg Marshall said all the time uh, when he was coaching me. He was like, automate everything. So I think that's awesome you've done that. Have you noticed a a difference already? Like, do you feel like? Um, So I just started this, um, so I haven't used it. Yeah, completely. But honestly, like I'm setting it up too. the nice thing is 
you there's different templates, right? So you just plug it in. I'm not creating this from scratch, right? Um, but there's this template where it's like Siri says something and then it's called like the brushing the teeth one and then waits like 10 seconds and then it says, I don't know, it's I think it's for kids, right? Or they play some music, but I'm doing it for my mirror routine of Steph, walk to the mirror. And then and you can put alarms on it. So it starts at certain times and then telling myself what to say in the mirror or whatever. Just it's that reminder. Um, so I don't know. It just gets me excited because there's so much that I can do to be reminded throughout the day. Cool. Well, you should keep us updated on that and how how that continues to play out for you. I think that's super awesome. And then one other thing really quick with, and I know that the automating, like I get it's not everyone's jam, but so on the strides app, you can automate it with Siri where it's like Siri bed made. And it will just mark that as done. You don't even have to go into the app. That's really nice. So. Oh, go ahead. Oh, just cause I'm, I'm trying to just track everything. Right. And, um, and that's why I love the strides app because it takes an average. So I'm starting to put in my steps every day and then it will average it out. I'm trying to put in so then I can see how I really can improve um, or putting in um, just how many minutes a day I go walking or whatever it might be. Um, but then it does all the work right there and averages it all for me. Wow, that's really awesome. Way to go, Steph. I'm like trying to think like, what can I take from that to apply to my life? Jacob and I, we won this Alexa at a work party and we got rid of it after two days because it was just too freaky to us talking to this thing. Like I did not being like, Hey Alexa, I don't know. It just is weird to be talking to it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> see, and that's totally like Alexa woke me up this morning with the song. It's going to be a good day. Like that's my morning routine. Alexa wakes me up. My lights gradually turn on like the sunrise. Um, and, but, but I just think that for me, I've just learned automation really helps me keep going. Totally. Well, especially with everything that you have going. You're a busy person. So the more you can automate, the less you can get off your plate, the better, right? I just think that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So um, my goals and lessons for this week. So my goal from last week was to stick to the boundaries that I made with myself, with my schedule. And this is a lesson that I've learned over and over and over again. And I don't know God has probably just shaken his head every time I do this, but I just really like, you know, feeling like there's a sense of control. And I feel like by booking out my schedule, like planning every second of every day, it gives me this sense of control. Like I can plan exactly what's going to happen in my life. Right. And I was like, Oh, boundaries. Like if I just choose, like I can create these boundaries and I can create my schedule and I can live the life I want to live. And so anyways, I scheduled like every second of every day, like I'm eating from this time, to this time I'm leaving for work at this time. I'm coming home. I'm getting ready for bed this time to this time, just like my entire week. Right. And I was like, I just got to stick to my boundaries. Um, so basically I just exerted willpower all day, every day to force myself to do what was on my schedule. And that resulted in a breakdown and Everything fell apart at the end of the week. 
And a cool win is it did not take me very long to bounce back from my breakdown. My typical cycle is breakdown. It takes me like four to six days to kind of like recover, take care of myself and get running again. This time it took me like two days. So I had one really hard day. The next day was kind of my hard, like get back on it day. And by the third day, like everything was normal again, which is really nice. Um, But that was just my reminder of like, Melody, you need to go through energy flows. Remember, you can't exert that much willpower. Nobody has that much willpower. So I think I'm finally starting to understand the balance between certainty and uncertainty in my life. What things do I plan? What things do I need to use my willpower for? Because we're grownups. There are things that you just have to do no matter how bad you don't want to do them, like your taxes. And I wish I didn't say that because now I feel stressed. (laughs) But it's the truth, right? There's some things you just have to get done. Um, So I learned how to, what things do I have to get done? And how can I replenish my willpower stores for those things? And so the past few days, what I've been doing, and this is what I've been doing um, like for the past few months. And it's worked really well to me. I just, I'm getting back to this, but I just tell myself I can do whatever I want whenever I want. And when I tell myself that I don't feel trapped, I don't feel like I have to do anything. And I end up giving myself what I need. um, And I do what I'm supposed to do. And on those days when I have lots of energy, and I can, you know, get up at six o'clock, go run, come home, clean the house, go grocery shopping, do all these things before work, come home and, and do all this work, like, Sometimes I have days like that. And then sometimes I have days where I sleep until eight o'clock and I come home and I go to bed early and maybe I just get the bare minimum done. Right. And I'm learning to just accept that there's, there's going to be high energy days and there's going to be low energy days and that's normal and that's okay. It's also kind of giving myself grace. So, um, that's how I did my goals. Those are the big things I learned this week. And Yeah. And then as far as the phone goals, I will say I didn't have the energy to go all in on this goal, but I did continuously check like how often I was on my phone just to raise my awareness. And uh, I saw that I'm on my phone on average about five hours a day, which is actually a lot less than I was thinking. Um, And I'm still trying to decide what goals I want to put around my phone. I also just realized how much I use my phone. I use it for everything. And um, with my ADHD, it's really, really helpful to have timers on my phone to to help remind me of things. And, And when I think of something, I get, when something pops into my head, like, oh, I have to do this, or I wanna buy this, or I immediately feel so much anxiety because I am so scared that I'm going to forget it. There's so like, if I don't write something down immediately, the second it pops into my head, I will forget it. So I really like having my phone on me for when something pops into my head like that. And I can write it down in my list. I have systems, right? So I'm just trying to figure out how can I use my phone less, but that I also just wondered this week, like, do I really need to use it less? Because I really think, I really think it's been helpful for, um, like with the systems and things I've created. So I don't know. I'm still kind of chewing on that and figuring out what I want to do. I think you'll know if you don't, I think, you know, if you have a problem, 
if you don't think you have a problem, like maybe you don't have a problem. Like if that's not something that bothers you, like if five hours and you feel like you have systems and you feel like you have a good relationship with that, then I don't know that you do have a problem. I think it's it's more or less like recognizing if there is actually like, are you buffering with your phone? Are you using your phone to not feel emotions? That's a big one. So if you're not buffering and if you're using your agency to utilize your phone, then that's a good indicator. You're probably on the right path. True. And, and if it isn't a big problem, I will say this though, is I don't like, I don't like, I do this thing where if there is like a moment of downtime, I do just open my phone and, and I realize it. Like I catch myself every time I do it and I put it down, but I do that so many times where I just look at it, put it down, look at it, put it down. So like that is something that I want to change. And I've even, I'm, I'm really embarrassed to say this, but I noticed that I've like, I do that when I'm driving or when I'm like at a red light, it's like, I can't even sit at a red light for 10 <laughs> seconds. So I just like, I just like, look at it. Someone text me to someone call, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and, and I feel like that's not going to add up to like a lot of time spent on my phone, but it just is that like constant looking at it, you know? So that, Literally. that is one thing that I want to change, but I'm not really sure how to change it. I think, I think just being conscious of it and just when I get that, like, Oh, I want to look at my phone, just force myself to not look at it. So maybe yeah, that's you're not problem. using your phone when you're uh, driving, if you're not using the GPS or whatever, it, I think that's, it's interesting because your phone is also like, Oh, I can listen to a podcast as I'm doing this thing. And so I think it's just being like, okay, what am I going to do in my car today with my phone? Like actually asking yourself like, Hey, this trip, am I going to listen to something or am I just going to like be quiet during this trip or whatever? Um, yeah. With that. So I know my automations thing, but that shortcut app, it has a thing that like, if you're driving or if you can ch- connect to your car's like GPS, you can create systems for that too, of even what, to put on to listen to or whatever so um because sometimes I think that's the hard thing where you're like I don't know what I want to listen to so I put that like I'm listening to different members of our coalition's podcasts at different times because I want to listen to people's podcasts and so it just sort of automatically happens so I love how you remove like the thinking of it right like Mm -hmm. this is what I'm going to do for mom my commute yeah I'm going to use my time and so that's exciting. And Melody, I feel like you did great because I was afraid to look at my time and I just was like, okay, that was our whole goal to like track it. So my daily average for the week is 10 hours and nine minutes. And the sad thing is that's down 41% from last week. <laughs> hey, but that's big. I use my phone a lot for work, right? But that is a long time to be on your phone. The question is, Steph, do you feel like you're using your phone for things that aren't productive? Or do you feel like you're, I mean, you mostly use just like Melody said, she said, my phone is very useful. Like I use it for lots of, it's utility wise. Um, She uses it for that. And I feel like you do too. So how much do you feel like it is like a healthy relationship? Well, that's why I'm trying to, that's why I love these timers, right? Because it's not my phone. It's another thing. And that's why I'm trying to automate stuff because I get distracted going to my phone. 
And so I would rather um, not really like use it as much. And even so I have like my things to do list on there, but like I wrote it out last night just so that I don't have to constantly go to my phone and be like, what's next? What's next? What's what's next? Because I really I'm trying like I want to limit my screen time just because I think you're healthier limiting your screen time. So. Yeah, that's true. Isn't that so interesting? I just think trying to find that balance is so interesting because it's true. Like staring at blue light all day, every day is not good for your eyes. And then, you know, not to mention, you know, just in our culture of this like forward slouch, like sitting down all day, looking at a computer, watching TV, you got your tech snack. Like there's so many things, right? Um, here, there's actually, I found this website that said, okay, I'm usually not a big fan of this. What of this, like, what is this? Ne- is this negative reinforcement? It's like, these are all the bad things that can happen. Like, um, but I thought, I thought it was really, I thought it was really interesting. So let me just read some of the things. So obviously there's, there's digital eye strain. So just like feel that pain in your eyes when you stare at a screen for too long, which I know we've all felt blurred vision. And I've actually, I've noticed like, and I think this is normal. I think everyone's eyesight starts to go as you get older. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've noticed like my eyesight is not super bad, but I have noticed like throughout my life it getting worse and worse and I have wondered like is that because of screens neck problems increased illnesses due to germs did according to this website one in six cell phones has fecal matter on it that's disgusting I went and bought alcohol white pads and I'm cleaning my phone every day um good for you and and then I also like I watched like little kids and stuff at church, like babies are putting cell phones in their mouths and like <laughs> cell phones are kind of nasty. OK, and this one's really interesting. Male infertility. Preliminary studies have revealed that cell phone radiation may decrease sperm count. That's really weird. Interesting. interesting right. And obviously all this stuff, it's like better take with a grain of salt. But um depression, OCD, relationship problems, anxiety, sleep disturbances. That's a big one for me. I definitely have noticed. Um, I don't really touch my phone at night, but my husband does. He cannot fall asleep without like watching a YouTube video or a movie or, or something. That's how he falls asleep. And just having that light on next to me every night, that has messed with my sleep. Um, and I, in this book, I'm trying to remember which book. I think it was training for the uphill athlete. It talks about um, how light suppresses melatonin. And there's this study where um, there are these people in a dark room who are blindfolded and they've shown flashlights behind their knees and it showed that their melatonin was suppressed. They never even saw the light. The light just touched the back of their knees and it suppressed their melatonin. So even like a nightlight in your room can mess up your sleep. So, um, and we all know how important sleep is. Like cell phones can really mess with sleep. So anyways, I thought all of that stuff 
was really interesting. Well, and I, like, last night, I put my phone in a different room, and I slept so much better. Like, it really is, I don't know, uh, like, because I started doing that where I was, like, no electronics in my room, and then I stopped for a bit, because it's just easier having your cell phone by you, right? But, honestly, I slept so much better not having it in my room, and I think that those are all really interesting things that remind you, oh, yeah, the screen time. Yeah. Um, I find that study you referenced about them just like seeing like flashlight on the back of their leg, like that their body detected the light, even though they were not, um, that their, their body actually knows what that's like to have light on it and therefore it affected their sleep. I definitely have experienced that. I've had some pretty grumpy moments with my spouse as a result of that. And so I definitely can relate to that. Uh, but I think it's been interesting because I've had to, we've had to set boundaries too in our bedroom about like, Hey, this is, this is Tracy's comfort zone. I know she's a lot stricter than you, <laughs> but like we've had to have some kind of conversation around it because um, I just have such a hard time. Like I'm such a sensitive, I didn't realize it, but I'm, I'm very light sensitive. I'm sound sensitive. And so for me, those, not that I want to label myself sensitive, but I tend to do better in dark, really dark places at night. And I tend to do better with like little to no sound. You know what I mean? Like I'm just one of those people who does better with those things. So it's sort of interesting to hear that there is some valid research around that as well. For sure. I'm the same. I've always been such a light sleeper. That's, that's like a, maybe we do a podcast on sleeping. That's like a whole, whole nother thing, but try, trying to learn how to sleep with a spouse. That is challenging. I, I think it's like, it's baby steps. It's getting you ready for trying to sleep once you have screaming babies and kids in the house. Right. Yeah. One totally. challenge at a time. Okay. I also found this website um, five warning signs that you're on your phone too much. And I actually really like this. And I really like these, these kinds of yeah. lists. So, so one of them is you watch yourself bubbing your family, friends, and partner. I've never heard the word bubbing, but apparently that's a term. And that's when like you're at a restaurant and you're on your phone or your partner's talking to you and you're on your phone. So bubbing is like, you're, you're not present you're you're fubbing someone if you're on your phone and you're not present with them um so you catch yourself fubbing you constantly compare yourself to others i actually i think this is huge um i think this is a big one for me with doing most of my marketing for my business on instagram especially kind of being in the like fitness world it's really really hard to um for me and I know for a ton of people to not compare myself to other like fitness influencers. Another one is your phone is the first and last thing you see every day. So do you get up and immediately look at your phone? Is that the last thing? And I think like if, if it is the first and last thing you see every day, like that's, I don't want to say something that's like super offensive. Maybe people are listening. They're like, that's me. And then, and I'm anyways, I think that's sad. And I don't want people listening to be like, you think I'm sad, but it is kind of sad because yeah, no, I've never thought of it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like anyways, anyways, I just think that's sad. If, if that's the first and last thing you see every day, 
Um, four, you can't remember the last time he spent alone and unstimulated. So like kind of what you were saying, Tracy, like just trying to sit in that boredom. Who? Um, that is so hard for me. Even this morning, I tried doing yoga and I can't do, I don't know if you guys have ever done like yoga with Adrian on YouTube. She's very like yoga. She's like, she kind of meditates at the beginning and end of every session. She's very slow, holds all the poses. And it makes me want to rip my eyeballs out. I can't even do that. Like I do this um, yoga with Sean V, who's so fun. Cause he's like talking the whole time, cracking jokes the whole time. It's very, anyways, I'm like, I can't even like slow down and do yoga. So the thought of just like sitting unstimulated, um, that's tough. That's why I like camping so much. You get up with family, you mm-hmm. don't have access to your phone. That's really nice. Okay. Next one is your nomophobic. Okay. I need to see. Yeah, what's nomophobic? Um, what is this? What was that word again? Your your fubbing. Sn- what is it? Fubbing. 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 Yeah. Hold on. Let me look up this fubbing. nomophobic. I looked this up earlier, but I should want it. While you're looking that up, I think that because in podcasting, I tell people not to have their phone on, right? So I'm used to people's undivided t- attention. And it really bugs me when people are on their phones because I think I'm just like, how often do people get to have conversations where someone's phone's not on the table? Like it's completely gone, you know, Um, because that doesn't happen very often anymore. Right. Um, So I don't know. I feel like I've become like really aware of that. I'm the same. That's one of my biggest pet peeves it drives me crazy I had a co-worker who was like the biggest fubber in the world <laughs> <laughs> and I felt so disrespected and and not valued and that really really hurt it was really hard to have this co-worker who was constantly on their phone I I can't think of one conversation I ever I, I've never seen someone to this point, but I don't think there's one conversation I've ever had with that person where they were not on their phone the entire time. So interesting. Yeah. Okay. So nomophobic just means that you have like fear and anxiety about your phone. Like you get in your car and you're like, Oh, oh do I have my phone? Oh, oh, I do. Or maybe you get to the grocery store and you realize you left your phone at home and you're like, Oh no, like I left my phone. What am I going to do? Or or maybe you leave your phone at home and you go to work and you just have this fear and anxiety all day because you left your phone. That's what nomophobic is. Like, how do you fit when you leave your phone at home? So that's something I can definitely relate to. So I'm going to tell my, my experience that I had on when I did my fast from my phone and I didn't have it on and I had it turned down. I actually planned that I would have that time away from my phone. So if there was anything I needed to communicate about, I communicated before then. If I felt like there was anything that needed to really happen, I made sure to like get that done before I turned down my phone for that amount of time. And the interesting thing is that on Thursday, on Friday morning, I was surprised by how uncomfortable I already felt. Like I just felt so uncomfortable. 
and I was, there was a lot of low grade anxiety and I, I was walking around and I just said, David, I feel yucky. Like I feel really gross. And I, we went walking first thing in the morning and we did some things that day. And then I came inside and I read a book that I've been reading. And then I, I stood up again and I started to do things and I was like, why do I feel yucky? So I was sat down and I read, I wrote out things. I started to write in my journal, trying to figure out kind of what was happening inside of me. And this is when I opened up my scriptures and I read, I was reading numbers, the book of numbers from the old Testament. And I finished, I was almost done with the entire book. And I, right at the end, there was nothing in numbers that was inspiring me, but there at the very end, there was this thought, like, I have given you this uncomfortable feeling so that you will realize how addicted you are to your phone. And so I, I think that's, what is it? Nomophobic or what did you say? Yeah. Nomophobic. Nomophobic. Like that was what I was experiencing was the discomfort of feeling like I couldn't connect that people might send me messages and what if I didn't respond? Well, what if I don't? And here's the thing is like, and so I just realized, oh my gosh. And so that was kind of when I was like, okay, how do I need to get back to, because what Steph said is the problem is it's distraction. It's like when I get on my phone, I get distracted by other things. And suddenly I'm like, wait, what did I just do with my time? Like I literally become disconnected from the purpose and therefore I lose all this time doing things that wasn't even the intention when I picked it up. And so anyway, I just talked to God about it and we were, we kind of, we set up a plan. So working hours, I power it down. And then I actually set working hours every week, make sure that I've set my working hours up. So it's an interesting thing because those two adjustments, we'll see how it goes. But yesterday was good. But then, of course, I noticed how when I picked my phone up, how much I was still picking it up, the pickups. I was just aware of that. But I will say when I got to my phone on Saturday morning at 8 a.m. when I finally opened it up again or turned it on. I had like five people who had texted me all day long, five people. I had. And I went on Marco Polo and responded to somebody's Marco Polo. But I literally, and I've set aside like an hour. I was like, from eight to nine, I'm going to be on my phone and I'm going to do whatever I want. Like, I'm just going to answer, respond to messages, do whatever I need to. I did that. And then I was like, huh. There wasn't anything urgent or pressing <laughs> happened. And I was so worried. And I just think it kind of creates this it is nice when people respond quickly. I do like when people re respond quickly. I, I enjoy that. But in reality, most of it is not that urgent. And so it was just an interesting experience to experience the discomfort of feeling like something was missing. And also I got in my car and as I drove down the road, I was like, oh, I wonder what the temperature is, like the weather, because it was when we were starting to get that storm. And I was looking at my weather app. I, I was like, oh, I don't have my phone. And then I was driving to my friend's house and I was like, do I think I remember how to get there? Because I needed to definitely know if I can remember how to get there because I don't have my phone. And then I got in the car and there wasn't a lot of gas. And I was like, what if I run out of gas? And I was like, I guess I'll do what we used to do, which is 
walk to the gas station and get a gas tank and do this like I taught and like a gas can and all that. but I was seriously like there were so many times where I had to talk myself through the next step without my phone and even those like inspired thoughts and oh I need to text this person or blah 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 like it can wait and I think it was a really healthy thing whoa <laughs> I just got this like mind blown, like, whoa, we use our phones so much. Like, what did people do before GPS? What did they do? Can you imagine walking miles and miles to a gas station and walking miles and miles back to your car? How do you tell, you know, who, wherever you're going, how do you let those people know? that you're not going to make it because you ran out of gas and you have to walk miles and miles through an Or that you're going to be late. Exactly. Well, I mean, you probably, now I'm thinking through it, you probably would go into the gas station and use the phone there, but that requires you to have their phone number memorized. <laughs> who, who memorizes phone numbers, right? I'm like, that is crazy. And now I, I'm just thinking, I'm just imagining like, what if I got rid of my phone for a day? What if I did these things? What if I drove to the Utah Podcast Coalition without my phone? I don't know if I could do that. I probably could. I definitely would take some wrong turns. I probably would say some swear words in my car. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, it just, that stresses me out. And now I'm feeling kind of ashamed and angry at myself and angry at society for for this. Like, that's just crazy that we are so reliant on these little rectangles that's so crazy to me and I think it's I think it's important to become aware of that right like also how much are you buffering with your phone that is that is my question are you buffering against a feeling or an emotion by going to your phone to get distracted I guarantee all of us do that well and I liked what you said of um you know that sometimes we feel like we're super important that we would miss all the stuff and I think that the culture of dating apps has sort of like you especially when I'm on apps it's like oh I'm gonna miss someone's message or whatever but I like my phone dies all the time I don't know I'm just not gonna charging it so I have a lot of times big periods of time that I don't have my phone um and <laughs> Or if I go to an event, I'll leave it in my car or whatever. And so I really like not having my phone with me. And I think all these things that you're saying, it, it requires us to use our brain more. Like if you have to remember memory people's numbers, it's recalling memory. Or if you're doing a tip, it's doing math. And it's nice that we have this little awesome computer with us all the time. But I think that like your experience really used you to use your memory a lot more which is a cool thing and I will say this this is the interesting thing about the whole day when I was driving I went to Costco to do my grocery shopping I took my paper list with me like off my thing I always take a picture of that and just have my phone open looking through it but I literally took my paper list into Costco I took my paper list into Smith's because I did my shopping and the interesting thing about that is that as I was sitting there, I, I noticed that I was smiling at people. I was connecting more often with the people in the grocery store. I was just more present in general. I was more present with my life, with the people around me. And 
one of the things that I did find interesting is that when you are relying on a GPS to get you somewhere, to take you somewhere, you become, that's all you focus on is the GPS. You don't see the things around you. And I went to my friend's house and I was like, wait, she lives on this street. I thought she lived on that street. And I like drove down the wrong street for like, I had to go up and down it twice before I went back to the street that she actually lived on. I was like, wait, she has a light at the end of her street. I didn't even know there was a light at the end of her street. And, and not that these things matter, but it's like when you have to find a place, you figure out like landmarks, you pay attention mm-hmm. to the surroundings, all those things. So you're right. Your brain is definitely more activated and it's not just z- zoned in on like the GPS. I don't know if that's like, but it's, it is interesting. You're using different, you're using a different kind of positioning system inside yourself, I think also to find things. But one of the things that I was fascinated by is I was fascinated by, I almost got hit by a person and they were on their phone. I had somebody else who was just, I could see people just checking while we were waiting in line for the gas station at Costco. We were all waiting in line to get gas. And I was just fascinated by how many people were like looking at their phones. I was fascinated because I was paying attention to the usage, phone usage. And I was like, wow, we are all walking around incredibly unaware it's incredible we literally are wally we literally (laughs) are like i feel like we have reached that level that is really crazy well you think of like kids they want their parents phones like i see these babies that are always grabbing parents phones because they see that it's important their parents are on it all the time and melody as you were talking like i was thinking because i remember um you know, in school, there would be like the power down, no TV thing. And I was like, I wonder if they have stats for like the kids. Okay. This is what is crazy to me. So this, um, they did this study kids eight to 18 now spend how, what do you think the average would be that they spend on TV? four hours, four to five hours, Seven point five hours in front of a screen a day, a day? for entertainment. And they said, and he, they said that 4.5 of those hours are spent watching TV. And over a year, that adds up to 114 full days watching TV. 114. Watching a screen. I mean, watching a oh. screen for fun. And that's the crazy thing of thinking about being an example to this next generation. I mean, because sometimes it's harder doing it for yourself, right? But like seeing these kids that are growing up with like technology that's a, like 114 days just watching a screen that's Whoa. insane and like with tiktok you know these algorithms they're making stuff so addicting like tiktok is crap you get on and then it's like you're on for hours right and so i don't know i think that um like you said Tracy, when you're like, I'm addicted to my phone. And I was like, oh, I bet you are. But hearing you talking, I'm like, no, I think that we're all addicted to our phones. And great on the phone companies for marketing them so well and making us think that we need them and that we're so important that we need to be contacted all the time. But I I think that it's going to cause some serious damage. Well, and I think it is. I mean, you, you can see it in the school system. You can see it with students that it's like the, the attention span, you guys, like just being able to concentrate on work that's not super stimulating 
but that is still interesting, but not overly stimulating. It's really hard for kids to focus. And it's hard for anyone to focus anyway. But I think like, our phones kind of just exacerbate that issue. And it's interesting because when you, um, I just, I, you know, when you said, oh, it's the first and the last thing you see, like that's an unhealthy habit. I was like, that's totally normal. Like you in the morning, you wake up, it's your alarm. You go to the bathroom, you sit on the toilet with your phone and then you go to, and then at night, right, you're on your phone kind of entertaining yourself as you're getting ready for bed. And then you put out, set your alarm, set it down and go to bed. I can totally see why people, that's the first and the last thing that they see. That, that makes a lot of sense to me, but I feel like these indicators or these things that are like, hey, how do you actually feel when you're not with your phone? When you accidentally leave it places, when you have like long periods of time without it. I think those are actual like better indicators about like, hey, how comfortable are you without your phone? <laughs> So I do have one question for you guys. So just, just a thought. So, so Steph, you mentioned how, like, if we don't use our phone, we have to use our brain more. We have to memorize phone numbers. We have to, you know, learn how to drive without GPS. Um, but what if, since our phone is doing all that stuff, it leaves more room in our brain to focus on other things and to learn other things. You know what I'm saying? So is, is that, I, I don't know. Is that really a bad thing? Yeah. And I think that's actually a great question. I think it's also like, Hey, are these actually bad things that we're talking about? Like it's actually, it's removed the task of having to worry about how to get to some place or whatever it is. I I'm sure that Mel, I mean, I'm sure Steph has something to say to this, but I will, I will add this part of it. Most people who do a phone detox where they go two to three to four hours a day without their phone, where they literally like put it in one of those jars where you have to either break the jar or like wait for the timer to undo <laughs> or you can, whatever it is. I read an article about this last night and he specifically stated that the, the thing he noticed the most is that the first couple of days it was very uncomfortable and he was like wanting to touch his phone. He was wanting to go for his phone and all these different things. But then he noticed that one on like day three and day four, that he's like, my, my creativity increased my capacity to, it was more, the issue for him was more the distraction that it was keeping him distracted from my creative time. And for me, I've noticed that boredom is one of the greatest times for creativity and that a lot of us are not bored enough. And so I guess that's my concern is that our attachment to our phones keep us from actually having this time to just like kind of think in our own heads about things and to, and to have creative moments. So that's my, my thought, but I don't know the science behind that. No, I think that's so good. And the thing that concerns me is that 10 hours and 18 minutes is 40% down from last week, right? Like that's so much screen time. And so I agree with what you're saying, but yes, I, I think it's good that we have all this to do these make these tasks simpler, but what are we doing with our other time? And I've never heard of like the jar that locks the phone, but I think it is nice to be like, nope, for this chunk of time, my phone is going up here and I don't need to worry about it. And that's what I like about having a watch too, since um, that's the only thing that I let come through. It's like when I start work after this, um, I can just put my phone up and know, hey, if work needs to call me, 
but they call instead of text. And if they text, it's not as urgent, you know? Uh, I'm kind of curious, you know, back in the day when we just had landlines and the phone was just at home. I kind of want to try, I'm not committing to this. It's just an idea. I kind of want to try just leaving my phone at home and treating it like a landline. Like if you want to get a hold of me, leave me a text message, leave me a message. Like I'll get back to you when I'm home tonight, you know? Um, anyways, this is so interesting. You guys, this podcast is great. It's fantastic. I will say that I've had so many times this year with this podcast where I'm like, like existential crisis, like, whoa, my life. Anyways, the awareness is good, but sometimes I'm like, sometimes I just want to stay in like ignorant bliss and not. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I started at the beginning of this episode. I was like, I don't really have a problem with my phone. And now I'm like, my phone is ruining my life. (laughs) But that's where I think it's good to have the both perspectives. Cause I don't think that our phones like ruin our life. But if you're like that guy that just powers down for two hours a day, completely puts it somewhere else that he can't get it get to it then that creativity is really going to blossom yeah and again i think it goes back to the boundaries right that we've been talking about it's just saying like i really think you're right though in regards that when you said like do i really have a problem with how i'm using my phone i think that is a good question to ask yourself do i really have a problem with it and if i don't then I guess I'm doing all right. You know what I mean? But I think sometimes we have moments where we're humbled and we're recognized that, oh, wow, maybe I do have a bit more of an attachment than is, than is as healthy, you know, as I would like it to be. Um, and also, you guys, funny story. Yesterday, I did my power downtime and I had this thought in the back of my head, I am missing something. And I had even done my weekly planning session and everything. I totally was like, I'm missing something, but I was like, eh, oh, well, like I just kind of like blew past it. I had a lunch with my friends and I just forgot and I didn't pick up my phone until like 2.45 and they had been at, they'd been at like lunch since 1.30 and I was just sitting there happily doing my thing and I get on my phone and I'm like, oh, I missed the event. And so I've been humbled a bit by that because I'm like, oh man, I can't remember things. But at the same time, like my intuition tried to get me, tried to be like, something's, you're missing something. But I was like, la da like it's power down time. <laughs> so I don't know. It is a two-edged sword. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I'm excited. For me personally, I'm going to, experiment with this some more this week i'm excited to do that so i think this was i think this was a really good podcast are there any last things that you guys want to say before we wrap up okay awesome so i make sure everyone said what they wanted to say all right listeners our challenge for you this week is to become aware of how much time you spend on your phone become aware of how you're using your phone go into your settings see how often you're on your phone what apps you use the most and just become aware um also remember to focus on the fire if you learn something from this episode or have some thoughts on this episode reach out to us on our instagram page 52 weeks podcast and we will see you guys i guess we won't see you guys we probably never will see you guys but we will unless you want to to hear us reach out yeah reach out we like friends we will talk to you next week 
Bye. <laughs>